Welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Join my husband and his coaching friends from around the country as they explore the ins and outs of their profession. Big thanks to everyone who's contributed to making this podcast a huge success in its first year, reaching over 14 countries. Please continue to help the podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a five-star comment, and sharing it with your friends. Here you go, sweetie. I think you can take it from here. All right, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, this this should be hitting, hitting the airwaves right after Christmas. So I hope everyone had a blessed and wonderful Christmas. I've got an old friend here. Man, it's it's been whew, 20 plus years. Uh, coach Jamie Beckler, he, he, he's uh, back when we met, he was an old basketball coach. Uh, now he's a leadership expert. He has a podcast. He's an author. He's a speaker, just doing wonderful things. And uh, I'm so excited to catch up with him and, and make sure our audience gets to know a little bit about uh, Coach Jamie Beckler. What's up, Coach? Man, Coach Canova, awesome intro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're giving me a lot of credit. I'm not sure about the expert part about anything, uh, but uh, man, it is awesome to, to catch up with you and seeing you doing this podcast. It's, it's great stuff. It brings back a lot of memories when I got that invite from you. Man, lots of memories of uh, of uh, being a young coach and uh, down in the South and uh, learning basketball, learning recruiting, hanging out with you. Uh, you know, lots of fun times. Yeah, this, this is long overdue. You know, I've been following you on social media here, uh, you know, forever. And, uh, you, you know, we, we get so crazy and we, we get so busy. And and uh, I know I, I want to say, I think you reached out a while back, man. It was a couple of years ago. You were coming out with one of your books and, and you shot me a message. And I think I was in uh, on, a, on a Caribbean island or something. And I don't know that we ever... Never got together for that, but but I'm glad we're getting to do this today. Uh, I, I want to say, Jamie, when you and I first connected, maybe you were at Latorno in yeah, Texas? I was, yeah, it was my first head coaching uh, job, and uh, I had just uh, come over from the men's side. And so not only was it my first head coaching experience, but it was my first time coaching women. And uh, so, yeah, I, I met you. You were at Nickel State, and then maybe for a year – when I had met you and then you went over to uh, Louisiana Monroe, but yeah, I was the head coach at Laterno at that time. And you were a division one assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great memories. Great times. Uh, one of the things I want to do today, Jamie, obviously I want to get to um, your podcast and, and some of the things you do with your leadership playbook. But be before we do that, uh, you know, we got a lot of young, young coaches, old coaches alike that listen, but you know, there's so much in, in our profession other than just coaching. Uh, and, and so we're going to get to some of those things that you do now. But but if you will, uh, for, for all of us, if you will, let, let's go down that path a little bit and talk about your background that's kind of kind of led you to where we are now. Yeah, well, like most people listening to this or most coaches, you know, I played basketball and uh, that was that was the love for me. And, uh, I ended up getting some breaks early on, got to be a grad assistant at Kent state university division one on the men's side for a guy named Gary waters, who would, who would totally, totally turn Kent state's program around and eventually get to go be Rutgers coach, be a national coach of the year and a very successful coach. But I got to see how programs were built from the ground up. 
and got to work with a couple other great people along the way. And, and then, like I mentioned, when we met, it was down in the South. I was, I was a coach at Laternal University. I was 27 years old, didn't know what I didn't know. Um, you know, I, I had did, I had done everything up to that point to, to, to be a head coach. Like that was my goal. My goal was to be a head coach at the age of 32. And I did everything possible. I was like a Siamese twin to every head coach, every, you know, top assistant I could be around learning from them. And, you know, and this, this story will resonate or what I'm about to say next is going to resonate with a lot of your older coaches. But my first five years of coaching, I made $36,000 total like total my first five years of coaching and a number of those years I was married. You know, my wife is a bank teller at the time and she's making more than I am, but I did everything. I sacrificed. I learned everything to put me in a position to be a head coach. And then I was at age of 27. Now you'll also appreciate this. I wasn't ready to be a head coach, just like you're never ready to be married. You're never ready to be a head coach. You might be more prepared than you were five years earlier. You might be more prepared than somebody else. I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. I was just a little bit more prepared, but I made so many mistakes early on. And, and uh, you know, I learned a lot. I had a great experience at Laterno. I met a lot of great people, but after four years there, they allowed me to take my talents elsewhere. I, uh, you know, we, we were successful. We want, we did some things that they weren't able to do in the past, but, but I also made a lot of mistakes early on as a young coach, making it about myself. You know, I was always trying to prove that I was the guy that I was, you know, I, I was, I belonged, you know, Hey, they hired me for a reason, believe, you know, do these plays, run these plays, do what I tell you, because they wouldn't have hired me if they didn't think I could do it. You know, it was all this, you know, follow me because I'm in power, I'm in power, I'm in charge. And that just doesn't go over very well sometimes. But um, then I went to a place called Newberry college for a year as an assistant coach, we did really well. Um, you know, so I'm coming off of a winning season. So I'm more marketable again. And then I get a couple of head coaching jobs, Tennessee Temple University in Chattanooga. Then I go to Bryan College in Tennessee. And then I finish up at Martin Methodist College in Tennessee. And we had a lot of success there. It's now called UT University of Tennessee Southern. They changed their name. After a few years there, I thought I wanted to be an athletic director. So I jumped into, I had an awesome opportunity to go be an athletic director in Indiana at a large uh school, large athletic program, fifth largest gym in the world. I know you, uh, you had Darnell Archie. I know he's your guy yes. down there in Mobile. And, uh, you know, he was at Newcastle in Indiana, which has the largest gym in the world for high school. Well, we had the fifth largest, but nobody has won more boys basketball titles than we had at that school. So, so that was a pretty cool place. You know, uh, Zach Randolph came from there. Scott Wood came from there. Uh, James Blackman came from there. So a number of people playing professional basketball. Um, so that was fun as a basketball junkie. So, uh, and then after a couple of years of being an AD, I grew a little tired of having to worry about if the blue power aid is running out in the concession stand or, <laughs> or going to swim meets or, you know, having to be in the office all the time during the day. I didn't really like being in the office all the time. So, um, we branched out, jumped both feet in the water, the deep end, and started my own leadership business. And uh, so for the last five years, I've been doing podcasts, speaking all over the place, working with different sports teams at all different levels. And and uh, we've written five books. My next one is coming out very soon. And so that'll be my sixth one coming out here, uh, you know, uh, in the next month or so. Well, you know, piggybacking on some of the things you talked about, uh, 
you know, making those sacrifices. I've, I've had uh, Bob Starkey on here and, and uh, you know, now Bob Starkey sitting next to LSU. I mean, sitting next to Kim Mulkey at LSU. And I, I just saw they, they just won the Maui Classic. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Jamie, we, we, anybody in this business, if, if, if you're a coach and you're not familiar with Bob Starkey, then, then, then you need to be tomorrow or now. Um, and, and Bob talks about some of those jobs he took where in, in some cases his, his salary would go backwards, uh, you know, and, 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 and I've been there, you know, uh, you talked about the time we met at, you know, I was at Nichols just like you. I mean, I, I took a pay cut to, to live my dream, you know, to be a college assistant because I thought that was where I needed to be, you know? And so, so, so yes, for our coaches listening, it, you know, there are some sacrifices there and, and, you know, for, for me, uh, there, there are a couple regrets there and, 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 uh, you know, but, but in the long run, I think if, if you're going to succeed in anything, you, you got to make those sacrifices and, and you really just got to jump in with both feet. Uh, you talk about not being ready. Good Lord. I wish I could go back to some of my Catholic high school teams and, 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 uh, coach those young men and, and women again and, and do better, you, you know, because, because again, like you, you get hired and you think, you know, it all, and you think you prepared yourself and, and, while I was prepared, uh, you know, I, I could have been way better. And, and, uh, and Dornell, goodness gracious, Dornell, man, he's got, uh, he's got two girls in my basketball program right now. One's a, one's a ninth grader and one's a sixth grader. And I think as we speak, I think they're up in Indiana, uh, visiting, uh, visiting that gym that you, you talk about, but, but yeah, you, you know, it's, it's always neat. Again, when I talk to my friends on here, and 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 I and I, I love for them to start out by talking about their paths, because we're all so similar. You know, it, it's different, but but it's but it's all so similar. It's about uh, first of all j- jumping in with both feet. It's about making sacrifice, and then when you've been in it as long as we have, it's about those relationships and those and, and those friendships that that you make along the way that 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 help. It help get you to the to the next spot. Yeah, it, it really is, and and also too, and and I don't even know why I thought of this right now, but you know, you've had a lot of people on your podcast, but they're not all Mike neighbors, or they're not all these guys that are big time Division One head coaches with a million wins type people. It, it, it's different strokes for different folks, and and kids there's kids at every level that need to be impacted and you know you just i mean awesome you just won your 400th game you know as a head coach that that's absolutely amazing because you're at high school i don't think less of you than i do oh well this other guy's at division one right you know there's basketball being played at every level and there's people being impacted at different levels and i and i think of you know, when I first started off and, and, you know, as, as young assistants or uh, young coaches, you're always, you hang out with other guys, you know, and, and you're all just trying to figure it out. You know, you think you got it figured out, but you're, you're all just, we're all just fronting. We're all just faking, you know, we're all just trying to, trying to figure it out ourselves. But like, I would, when I was growing up, I was hanging out with Chris Holtman, who's at Ohio state you know, we were a couple of NAIA or small college assistant coaches. We'd go recruiting together. I remember he and his wife came over to, to our little one, 
two bedroom or, or two room apartment uh, to to watch Michigan State and Florida in the national championship. I think it was like two thousand, you know. And now he's making a little bit uh, more money than he was then, you know, at Ohio <laughs> State. But you know, we all have these 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 stories of hanging out with people and and just everyone takes a different career path, and, and it doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong. And, and I know that's not even what you were alluding to necessarily, but you talk about Bob Starkey. I don't believe Bob Starkey's ever been a head coach, but he's had probably more of an impact on people than he would have if he was a head coach. Absolutely. I don't, uh, you know, he was one of the first people ever to do a blog. You know, I remember I'm at Letourneau and we barely have computers, but he has this blog. You know, and every day or every other day, he's putting out an article or he's sharing something about Bill Belichick or or something like that. I learned a ton from Bob Starkey before I ever met the guy. And he didn't have to be a head coach. He didn't have to be, you know, somebody that that's on this big pedestal. He was somebody that that's making a difference where he was at. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how much money you're, you're making. We can all be big time where we're at. We can all do some great things and impact kids. And that's what it's all about. Even at the NBA level, even at the professional level, you know, your impact is going to be less, but you can still help people. I, I, we see all the time, somebody at the professional level is struggling with mental health, health issues, you know, depression, or they're retiring sooner, or they're, they're committing suicide. Well, you can't tell me that just because it's at the pro level, those guys don't make an impact on the quote unquote kids that they're dealing with. And, and they are more kids every day. You know, they're 18 and 19 year olds playing professional basketball more than, than ever before. Well, coaches have such a huge impact. So, so, you know, anyone listening to this, don't get hung up on the level. Don't get hung up on that glory that comes with, you know, my business card is flashier or, or I have more followers on Twitter or whatever, man, it, make the impact where you can. Man, that's that's such a great point, Jamie. Um, I remember a, a mutual friend of ours, Chris Harris. I, I I remember when when I was considering going from from South Alabama to back to high school, um, and 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 I remember you know kind of consoling with him a little bit. And and his comment to me was, as long as your ego can handle being an assistant coach. I'm sorry, a high school coach, as opposed to being a college division one recruiting coordinator, as long as your ego can handle it, the wins are wins and the losses are losses, and you're going to impact just as many lives. And so it, it, it's exactly what you say. Um, and, and, and now, you know, here I was, I was a college coach for eight years at three different places. Now I've been at the same high school for 17 years, you know, so obviously, you know, the, the place and my career now has impacted me as much as, as, as I'm impacted it. And so, so you're right on with that, man. Well, one of the first, you know, now I speak all over the place, but one of my very first public speaking opportunities was when I was at Laterno, one of my first years there. And you had a camp at, at Louisiana Monroe, you know, you had like an elite camp or you had maybe a yeah. hundred kids there and you asked me to come over and speak to them. Uh, you may not even remember that, but, and I don't even remember what I said, but that was one of my first speaking gigs, so to speak. Now I didn't get paid other than a, a meal. You gave me a <laughs> meal, but, but the point of all that is those kids, like they didn't come to your camp 
And for those two or three days, they had a negative attitude because you weren't Leon Barmore and it wasn't La Tech or it wasn't LSU. Man, they were diving in. It was ULM. And and it didn't matter if it wasn't La Tech or wasn't this big top 25 program. They were still going to learn something. They were still going to have fun. So it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what your platform is. Are you doing what you can do where you're at? You know, I think it was John Wooden that said, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can do. You know, those kids that I, I remember talking to, they might not even remember me. You know, they might not have gotten something out of it, but there might've been one kid, two kids that got something out of it. There might've been one or two kids that when coach Canova showed them a move or showed them some strategy or, or, or a way, you know, footwork type thing, that might've helped them out on their season. And you weren't Leon Barmore. You weren't Kim Mulkey. You know, they might not even known your name Oh, that coach over there, yeah. but you still could have had an impact on them. And that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great stuff. Well, look, Jamie, we're going to take a quick pause. And then we come, when we come back, I want to talk about your leadership, leadership playbook and also about your podcast. I've had a chance to listen to a couple episodes. It's really, really good stuff. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, Coach Jamie Beckler. Want to get away for the best vacation ever? Consider a group trip, whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out, we'll help you. Hey honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we're back. Coach Jamie Beckler, two young pups 30 years ago. Here we are now, 25 or 30 years later. We're wise and old and got all of this wisdom that we're dropping on all of these folks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It's really, really good to, to look through the screen and, and see you again. I had forgotten about uh, you coming and speaking at ULM uh, with, our, with our kids for that elite camp. Uh, it's amazing the the things hidden in the recesses of my brain that that need to be pulled out sometimes. Well, I obviously wasn't memorable. Um, you know, <laughs> no, my, no, I, no, I'm sure it was memorable. <laughs> you know, my my very uh, around that same time when I was at Laterno in Texas was the first time I ever got paid to speak. Um, I was actually asked to be a uh, to fill in for a pastor at an. African-American, all black church down there in East Texas. And I went over there and gave them a sermon. Nice. And afterwards they paid me like a hundred dollars. Never, never in my, never thought I would get paid. Like that wasn't even a, a thought, but that was the first time I ever got paid to, to speak other than, you know, just a meal here and there. But uh, yeah, great, great times. You know, we, we'd hang out at the final four, you know, and, and not only do you learn stuff at those places, but but you, you make those connections, you, you network. And, you know, the other thing too is, and, and you're not always in a position to hire people, 
you're not always in a position to give recommendations, but if you are, you see people in different lights sometime, you know, it's like, man, you know, that, that Canova, I would love to have him as my assistant. If I ever got a head coaching job, or if someone ever asked me, Hey, I'm looking for an assistant or I'm looking for somebody, you know, even I'm looking for a head coach. If it's an athletic director or something, you know, when, when you hang out with people like away from the basketball court, you really see who they are and you, you start, you know, I can be friends with you, but I might not recommend you necessarily because maybe right, you're right. not quite as reliable or, or, would I want to be in the foxhole with this, this lady or this guy, you know, when, when, you know, my job is on the line. And so, you know, if there's any young coaches out there, you know, take that seriously. You can have fun, definitely have fun, you know, cut loose a little bit, but realize too, that if that's all you're ever doing, that, that could hurt you down the road. Cause people might look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, my uh, my first wife, you know, when and the reason why she's probably my first wife and not my current wife is, you know, we were grinding, man, and, and just doing those things. But I remember so many occasions where uh, last minute I'd go work a camp or, or, or do something, you know, because I knew that that those relationships at some point would come full circle and and. And uh, ironically, uh, a guest I'm going to be having on here pretty soon is Coach Ron Everhart. He's now Bob Huggins' assistant at the University of West Virginia. Well, well, way back when, he was the head men's coach at McNeese State. And uh, I was right down the road from him, and I'd go work his camps. And, 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 uh, and, and, you know, he had a lot to do with helping me get that first college job and get my foot in the door. And so, yeah, we, we do those things. So, Jamie, tell us a little bit about um, uh, particularly two things I want to want to talk about before we get off of here is uh, your leadership playbook. Uh, you know, it, it's something that uh, th that has intrigued me. I haven't been able to pull the trigger on it yet with you, but but uh, at some point I'd like to talk into some detail about it. Tell us a little bit about that for any coaches that that might want, want to look into that. Yeah, you know, it, it came from it, the genesis of it is is a pretty much twofold. One is I'm, I had a, a friend of mine that was a coach that was like, Hey, we'd love to bring you in, work with our team, but we just can't afford it. You know, do you have any online stuff? Do you have anything that's in a little different price point? And at the time I was like, no, I, I really don't. And then the second part of that, it was almost building off of that. It's, you know, even if coach Canova brings me in to work with his ladies, with his team, there's, one of the biggest problems we have as coaches is we don't do much with follow-up. We don't, we don't, it's almost like we check off boxes. Hey, in August or September, we did that great team building activity. Remember when we did that? And it's like a, a box to check, but then we don't follow up. We don't, we don't consistently come back to that. We don't, we don't build upon that great team building activity or that great speaker. And so my thought was, man, if I can provide something that if coach Canova brings me in, well, then here's something that they can build off of that talk, that 30 minute, that 60 minute talk or that day retreat type thing. Well, now there's something there that they can build on. So even though I'm not there anymore, they can continue to hear from me or, or get some of these nuggets and these insights. And so the leadershipplaybook.com is this online program to tons of videos. The kids can watch it on their phones or tablets two minutes at a time. 
the videos are just two minutes at a time at all different types of leadership, teamwork type things. We're, we're trying to help them be better teammates and more positive leaders. We're, we're essentially telling them a lot of the same things that you would say, but we're using story form. Uh, we're, we're giving them current and past type things. So we may talk about Michael Jordan, but we also might talk about the current crop of players, or we might dive into history talking about Harriet Tubman, for instance. And, and that's one of my favorite stories to tell, you know, here's this Harriet Tubman. She, she on a, um, like all the boxes you would check to be popular, to be famous, to be somebody that's important in life. She's not checking any of those boxes when she lives. And yet here we are hundreds of years later, everybody knows who Harriet Tubman is because people followed her because of her influence, because they trusted her, because they respected her. It wasn't because she was a famous athlete, famous actress, anything like that. And so anybody, you know, your 15th player on your team can be a positive influence on somebody else on that team. They don't have to be the captain. They don't have to be the senior. They don't have to be the star. Anybody can be a good leader. And so we try to teach that kind of stuff, but then we also have captain stuff too, as well. You know, we talk to the captains as well, because you have a different platform when you're a captain than somebody else. You know, people are going to listen. You're, you know, everybody that probably listens to this podcast knows you're a big New Orleans Saints fan. Well, uh, an Alvin Kamara, a Drew Brees, those kind of guys have a bigger platform than the second string right guard, yeah. you know, or the, the third string nose tackle, you know, they can still be an influence to people, but they're not going to have the platform that the stars do. So we talk about both of those aspects, but it's a, it's a very flexible program. We think it's fairly priced as well. We want everybody to be able to use it and not let price get in the way if, if possible, but we just want to help and in, in spread the leadership message and the teamwork message uh, out there as much as possible. We believe great teams have great teammates. And so we want every kid, every student athlete to understand, Hey, I don't have to wait for coach Canova to inspire me. You know, coach Canova could be a good or a bad coach. It doesn't matter because I can't control him, but I can control whether I'm a great teammate or not. That's, that's really, really good stuff. I mean, really, you know, because, and, and, and sometimes man, as coaches, we overlook the fact that you, you just hit a great point that number 15 kid on, on the bench, you, you know, uh, as, as a coach, we often try and hammer in, be a great teammate, be a great teammate, be a great teammate, because we know that young lady, a young guy isn't getting to play a lot. So we're trying to motivate them. But I think where I fall short, and, and many people do, is that person can, can still inspire. You, you know, they can still do things that are meaningful. And, and, and again, it goes back to like, like we said with, uh, with Coach Starkey he's probably able to have a bigger impact because he's an assistant coach. If he had all of these head coaching duties, he might not have the, the same amount of time to, 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 to help you and I as, as he does now. So that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we have a lot of coaching videos as well, you know, and it's not the X's and O's videos. You can get those. There's so many great X's and O's videos out there, but we have things about, you know, what's your why. And I know that kind of gets overblown at times, but you know, why are you coaching? What, how do you approach your coaching? Hey, what are you going to do when you have difficult athletes to deal with? You know, how are you going to deal with parents? So we're trying to provide coaching videos as well. And most programs out there, they only do one or the other. We we're trying to do both because I honestly believe 
if coach Canova brings me in to work with his team, you know, Hey, Jamie, fix these kids, these kids, they're, they're selfish, you know, fix them. Well, yeah, let's work with these kids. But at the end of the day, if coach Canova isn't on board with, with having this culture that's conducive to these kids being good teammates, I can only do so much. So, so I don't want to just, we, we shouldn't just be focused on, Hey, we got to make the coaches better or we got to make the players better. It can be both. Let's make everybody better. So we're all moving forward uh, and progressing in, in a, in a good manner. So we're, so we have the culture that we want and culture is such a buzzword. We talk about culture all the time, but so many times coaches, you know, I don't know how many times I would be a IHOP or waffle house, you know, at midnight, just banging my head against the, the wall because these kids are idiots. These kids are soft. These kids aren't committed. These kids are, you know, fill in the blank. But at the end of the day, we're, we're, it's our program. And they're that way because we're either allowing them yeah. or we're reinforcing it or at the college level we're 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 recruiting those kids you know if you're saying that my assistant after four years at Laternal was like she finally was like jamie you keep saying that every year but you are the one that recruited them so if you're at the college level you're recruiting them but but even at that you're allowing it you're accepting it or you're reinforcing the good or the bad behavior and, and saying this is okay and so if you want your kids to be better teammates, if you want them to be unselfish, then you need to not just set the standard, but be the standard. You need to show them that. So if, if you're treating your assistants poorly, or if you're not, you know, if, if your kid, you know, if Steph Curry hits a three point shot to win the game, if all you can talk about is Steph Curry, and that's the first one you high five. And that's the first one you talk about to the media, but then you're talking about team behind the door you know, in practice every day, well, your kids see that and they're like, well, you know, why, do, why didn't he, you know, why is he just uh, praising the kid that hit the shot? But when you talk about the kid that set that screen, when you talk about that kid that passed the ball, cut down the lane so hard that the defense shifted over to him. And so now when the person drove from the wing, it's a block instead of a charge. That's something nobody sees. But if you're pointing that kind of stuff out, the little things, now your kids start to buy into all that junk you're talking about team. They're like, oh, man, Coach Canova, he's right on point. You know, he he's he's walking the walk, talking the talk. He's not just, you know, running his mouth about team. He's actually living it. You know, he's he's catching us being good. He's praising us. He's recognizing when we're doing those little things. But too many times as coaches, we don't do that. I didn't do that. I'm high fiving our star. You know, I'm, I'm only focusing on our captains. You know, I'm not focusing on the rest of the team. I'm not pointing out the great things that our role players are doing. And so they're not motivated to do those great things anymore. That's such a great point. I, I know I'm, I'm so critical of it and, and I try and try and focus on some of those things you talked about. And, and then, then inevitably the, the, the guy from the newspaper calls you and says, okay, who's your, who's your double figure scores? You know, and it's like, you know, can we talk about something else, you know, and, and what, you know, I've got a great group right now and we, you know, uh, we having a great season. The problem I'm having right now is I've got uh, nine kids that I depend on, on every night on, in a varsity game. And, and four of those would be starting for a lot of teams here in Mobile, but, but, but trying to get them to buy in and accept the role uh, is, is, is hard. And, 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 and I get it, you know, and, and of course they get home or they get in the car and, and, and mom or dad or, or, you know, their cousin 
you know, wants to know, oh, you, you know, why aren't you a starter? You, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're the best defensive player on the team. Why aren't you starting? You know, and so, you know, that dynamics a challenge, you, you know, when, when you've got a good team with good depth, it's 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 you got to motivate everybody. And that's why when, you know, we'll talk it in coaching, you know, hey, you got to grind, you know, as a coach, you got to you got to work hard. You got to sacrifice. Well, I hear that now. Like as a 27-year-old first-time head coach, I'm I have a different perception of grinding, working hard, and sacrificing than I do now. Now I feel like, you know what? Part of that sacrifice is we're not going to have as big of a playbook. You know, we're not going to have as long of a practice. We're not going to drill as much or even scrimmage as much. I'm going to spend more time on the quote unquote soft skills. I'm going to spend more time connecting with not only my athletes. With their parents, because the parents are part of that program, whether you like it or not, it, it doesn't matter what it should be. It doesn't matter what you want it to be. Parents are part of your program. And, and too many of us as coaches, we spend way too much time on the X's and O's and that's not what's losing us games. And that's not what keeping us up at night. Um, it's that we don't have inspired athletes or we have drama or we have distractions that we're just not taking care of because we live in the world of should you know, this is the way it should be. Or when I was an athlete or when right. I coached 20 years ago, you know, athletes nowadays, well, there's still great athletes that will run through a wall for you. They just have to be inspired, but we're not inspiring them. And we're not inspiring one through 15. We might inspire our top three or our top four, but the 15th man can wreck our team, you know, and they might be best friends with one of our starters. So we need to do a better job as coaches of connecting with our athletes. And that takes a lot more time and a lot more sacrifice and a lot more grinding than sometimes we're prepared to do or want to do because that's not fun. But when you're going to have a difficult conversation, when you have a tough conversation, you better have a tough bond, a strong bond with someone or else they're just going to shut you out. And, and we don't do that enough. You know, there's a reason a lot of us want to be, you know, want to talk about a, a Greg Popovich, for instance, I, I know he, you know, he's, he's older, but we want to talk about a Greg Popovich. Oh, he could dog cuss Tim Duncan out and Tim Duncan would take it. Well, yeah, because he was investing so much behind the scenes in that relationship with Tim Duncan. If we try to do some of that same stuff, it's not going to work because we're not investing. If, if you want to, you know, almost withdraw, uh, you know, some, some emotional credits or, or something from an emotional bank account, you better be putting it in. And the same goes with parents. And we just don't do that enough. And then we wonder why our team underachieved. Well, it's because we spent too much time putting in that zone offense when, you know, Jalen didn't trust Chris or Jalen didn't like Jawan or Ray didn't like me. And that's why the play didn't work. It wasn't because the play was bad or we didn't spend enough time on it. It was, I didn't spend enough time on the people. That's great stuff. Well, look, we've got about one minute before we get bumped off. Uh, I, I want to, before, before we close, Jamie, please, first of all, Success is a Choice podcast, absolutely, uh, Leadership Playbook, but give us as many of your uh, locations, your Twitter, Twitter handle, anything you can here real quick so people can find you, because after listening to this, I know some people, people are going to want to seek you out. I appreciate that. Everything, everything can be found at jamiebeckler.com or coachbeckler.com if you don't want to spell Jamie. Spe J -A -M spell, spell Beckler for us. B-E-C-H-L-E-R. It looks like Bachelor, but uh, coachbachelor.com and uh, Coach Bachelor on Twitter. And uh, they can find all of our stuff. 
um, at, at those locations. And we try to on Twitter, we try to put out a lot of positive stuff. You won't know who I voted for in election. You won't know my favorite team. You won't know what I'm eating. You won't even know where I'm speaking most of the time. We just try to put out things that'll help others. So do you mean when I get to the point or get close or try and aspire to be as big as you, I can't talk about the Saints anymore? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You pick a lane and, and you stick in that. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I don't think people want to hear about that stuff from me. They uh, So, uh, yeah, plus, uh, you know, uh, Michael Jordan a long time ago said Republicans buy sneakers, too. So, you know, if I'm in Ohio right now, so I'll, I'll let you in on the thing. I'm a big Michigan fan. I'm a huge, I used to be a season ticket holder. Well, yes. if I put that out too much on Twitter, well, then I'm going to lose all this Ohio base. You know, yes. I, Ohio yes. people are on Twitter, too. So I don't want to lose all those fans that that like me on, on Twitter. They might they might start hating me because I'm a Michigan fan. I understand. Well, Jamie, this, this has been tremendous. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we got to catch up. Uh, we, we absolutely will we'll do it again. Uh, and, and again, I'm going to be reaching out uh regarding some of your resources and some of your things and and i'll make sure i share all your your stuff uh on on our uh facebook page and our twitter uh just been tremendous man so so good to catch up stay well stay warm uh and uh we'll, we'll see you again soon i appreciate it thanks coach That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.